This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, Every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aids. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Welcome back to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten. And today I am going to be interviewing both the head coach and the captain of the Brown University equestrian team. So I am talking to Michaela Scanlon, who has been the Brown head coach for 26 years. And Brown is located in Providence, Rhode Island. Prior to Brown, uh, Michaela was the equestrian coach at Roger Williams College. And uh, since 1996, she has been the Brown head coach. And the, the Brown teams have had quite a lot of success through the years. They've uh, captured 11 Region 1 championships, five zone reserve championships, one zone championship and six Ivy championships. And uh, we also have with us uh, Daphne Maniatis. Oh, Daphne, <laughs> I hope I said that right. I, I needed to check in with you again, probably closer to when I said it, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, Daphne is, orig- is originally from Maryland. She's a third year student at Brown studying mathematical physics. Oh my goodness. Like two of the hardest, two of the hardest things I can imagine by themselves and then putting them together. This will be her second year as captain of the equestrian team where she competes in limit flatten fences outside of the team. Daphne is involved with the physics department at Brown through research course design projects. And as a head of the physics branch of women in science and engineering. So welcome to Daphne and Michaela. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let's start out. I want to ask you a little bit about yourselves, but but let's start by talking about the team at Brown. So, uh, Michaela, let's start with you. If if you had a high school or middle school student that wanted to know everything about the the Brown team, um, kind of just talk about it for a minute and for a few minutes, and then uh, Daphne, you can kind of pipe in wherever you see fit. Okay, just as an overview, the Brown team is made up of anywhere from 24 to 30 riders. It's a varsity sport at Brown, so it's governed by the athletics department. And I always like to talk about how I feel that the Brown athletics community 
does such a great job in making equestrian part of the community. They're very inclusive and very supportive. Uh, the girls ride twice a week here at the farm, and Brown Athletics provides a seven-passenger minivan for them to drive out. And they also work with a strength and conditioning trainer two to three times a week. So they have all the uh, privileges and benefits that any other athletic student at Brown has, including tutoring and, of course, workout gear, backpacks, all the swag and all the activities that go along with being an athlete at Brown University. So, and, and you said the girls, so it's women's equestrian at Brown. So, so why don't you talk about that a little bit? You said it's varsity, but yes. explain where you fit in, in the NCEA IHSA world. Okay. So Brown University is division one and follows all NCAA guidelines for their athletes. However, we compete in the IHSA, which means that there is a co-ed, IHSA is co-ed, but Brown, because it's an NCAA-sponsored sport, is only female. Um, I don't know how that, yeah, we don't do the NCEA, we only do the IHSA. Okay. So you're, you're uh, in the same boat that I was when I was coaching at Dartmouth at that time, uh, same thing. We were N- NCAA governed, but uh, rode in the IHSA as well as Cornell. Um, the three right. varsity uh, Ivies are Cornell, Dartmouth, and Brown in the, the rest are club. So um, Daphne, why don't you talk a little bit about Brown and how many students there are and and is it right in the city? Why don't you talk about kind of the campus climate a little bit? Sure. So Brown is, well, it's in Providence. Um, it's sort of set up on College Hill, so we're not really in the thick of the city, which is kind of nice. We have really easy access to all of like everything in the city, um, but we also have our own little space. The campus is really nice and green and it doesn't feel super urban. Brown has a little under 9,000 students, um, so sort of a medium-sized school. It's that really nice size where you meet people that you haven't met all the time, but you can also walk around and anywhere you go, you'll find someone you recognize. Everyone at Brown is fantastic, been really welcoming and kind in my three years at Brown, so I, I just really love everyone out there. It's, it's been fantastic. And Daphne, why don't you talk also about the um, kind of the team climate? So. Uh, just talk about friends that you've made or um, what kind of things the team does together and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. The team climate is fantastic. It was super welcoming. I joined right at the beginning of my freshman year and immediately I had all these new friends on campus. A lot of my best friends are from the team. One of my roommates is also one of my co-captains, which is really fun. Um, we do a variety of different social activities. We've done like sort of chill movie nights and potlucks and stuff like that. We've also done stuff like apple picking. We've organized like ice skating, all that kind of stuff too. Um, and every week at team meeting, we, you know, go around and everyone will share something and we'll bring snacks. Um, and it's, it's just a really, really good group of girls. And, uh, Michaela, why don't you talk about, um, 
where the team rides and are there any expenses involved in that sort of thing? Right. Well, that really addresses what I was saying before about how supportive Brown is. Um, They ride at, I have a boarding and training facility about 12 miles from campus and the team Brown University contracts to ride at my facility. They have two or three of their own horses that have been donated And then they also use my school horses. I have five or six school horses in addition to those three brown horses. And then I do partial leases with my boarders so that I can provide a little bit um, more of a spectrum of range for different level riders. Um, They, like I said, they come out twice a week and the college pays for all their training fees. They also pay the show fees and um, per diem money for meals, transportation. So there are no expenses. We are revising our budget to hopefully include personal clothing items. It's been a little bit tricky to have the athletics department understand that it's not like football gear, like shoulder pads, like you can't use a helmet or britches for a few years and then turn them into the, to the locker room, you know, so we are transitioning into a budget friendly way to make sure that no one has expenses for jackets and helmets and things like that. Yes. So that um, question addresses what I was saying earlier about how well I feel Brown supports the athletes, both, um, physically and financially. They pay for all the training expenses here at my farm. I have a training and boarding facility about 12 miles from campus, and they have two or three horses that were donated to the program. And that's supplemented with my five or six school horses, plus some of my boarders' private horses that we bring in to uh, address different levels of the IHSA. So Mm -hmm. Brown pays for them to come out and train twice a week. They pay all their show expenses. They provide meal per diem. They support a training trip that we do to Florida every winter where they ride for two or three days at a facility just outside of Wellington. And um, Oh, nice. Where do you go? We go to a place called Wall Street Farm. They have a very active IEA team. So they have horses that are suitable for the team to come and ride. And we've, in the past, um, they've arranged for scrimmages with different local colleges so that we have a little scrimmage at the end of our three days down there. Oh, that's cool. It gives the girls a a great show experience. And it's a very, very um, good team bonding experience, even more so than the riding. Um, They go right before they return to campus at the end of January. So it gives it a little kickstart, gets everybody riding again, and they spend a lot of time together, have meals together. And we usually go to the horse show over at Wellington. Right. So it's a very well-supported program. Yeah, that's awesome. I used to do that with the Dartmouth team. We'd go to Ocala, to Kimberton, and then yep. go over and um, watch some of the horse show over there. So yeah, that that's awesome. But that idea of scrimmaging against other teams is good too, because it lets you, um, why don't you talk about that for a minute, Daphne, it lets you compete against some people outside of your normal competition, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And we get to ride horses that we haven't, you know, been practicing on, which is exactly what the IHSA is. So it's really, there's no better way to prepare for shows than to go to a new place you haven't ridden at and get on a new horse and, you know, see what you can do and, you know, kind of train somewhere that isn't windswept so we can get to experience new horses just like we do at shows. Right. Right. And, um, you compete in, uh, zone one region. What region are you, Michaela? One region one region one. And so who do you compete against normally? There's 12 of us. Now we compete against URI is the biggest team in our region and also Johnson and Wales, Salve Regina, um, Assumption, Holy Cross, Clark, Roger Williams. Roger Williams is another big team. Who am I missing, Daphne? That's okay. Uh, we get the yeah. general. Oh, uh, Rhode Island College. Oh, okay. Yeah. And do you host competitions at Brown? Um, I always, I have a history of hosting. I haven't hosted for a few years, about four years, because I moved to a new facility four years ago and I wasn't physically set up to host for the first year. And then of course, COVID. And now I'm going to be hosting in the fall for the first time in several years. And so do you rent horses for that? I do rent horses. I rent a lot of horses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My horses, you know, I don't have a, my farm is a dressage and combined training facility. So my horses are not necessarily of the hunter genre. So they're not always up for that challenge of having seven or eight riders cantering in the ring together. So I do rent a lot of outside. And do do you have horses in, are they pretty easy for you to, to get, to locate? They it, it really depends on the calendar because if you go up against the IEA schedule, it's a little hit or miss. If I, I find a date that the local providers are not booked at IEA shows, then it's, it's accessible. But if right. you get the wrong date, then, you know, you run up against a brick wall. Yeah. So Daphne, because of COVID, have you, um, uh, even, been part of hosting a home show? I have not. <laughs> oh, so, since I joined the team. So that'll be a, a learning curve for you this year yes. and the team, right? Yes. Right. And um, Michaela, what about, uh, I know the answer to this, but I'll let you answer. What about uh, scholarships and financial aid and that sort of thing for right. students that want to ride on the team? Yes. So as an Ivy, they do not offer athletic scholarships, but over the years, Brown has really um, changed its financial aid policies and different things like need blind financial aid and things like that um, have become much more accessible. So I know that there are financial aid packages that are tailored to athletes, but an Ivy school does not offer specific scholarships for athletes. Right. And um, Daphne, why don't you talk a little bit about your college search and, and where else you were looking and how important it was that wherever you were going has a equestrian team. 
Yeah, so I, I actually looked at a lot of schools in California. I, I, I wanted to move to California ever since I was little. Um, so I, I looked a lot out there um, and a couple of other, you know, small liberal arts schools in New England. Um, I knew I wanted to ride in college, but I actually didn't compete in high school. I never competed growing up, so I wasn't oh. dead set on competing in college. It was just not something I'd ever done. So I wasn't sure if I was going to end up on a team or riding in some other way. Um, so I just I was kind of looking at a, a whole range of schools, but Brown was perfect academically. And I loved the people here. I loved the atmosphere and it had a team. So it, it honestly was just perfect. Um, I ended up applying early decision to Brown. Yeah. So was I, I keep hearing from from riders. They went on campus and knew that it was it. Is that how you felt when you It actually was? Yeah, I toured over the summer uh, before my senior year of high school. And I just had a, I had a really great experience, um, my tour and talking to everyone. And I actually got to talk to people on the team and I it just right. decided I was going to apply. Right. And you told me just before we came on, I was asking what your summer plans were. So why don't you talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit? And, and does that, is it a required term abroad or, or how does it fit into your major? It is, it is not a required term uh, abroad. I am, I'm going to live in Greece for a couple of months, but it's actually kind of a cool story. I, I, so my dad is Greek, but I never learned the language growing up. And Brown is one of the few schools that has like a very good modern Greek program. Oh, uh, so I've been learning modern Greek at Brown for three years, which has been a fantastic experience. Um, and so this summer I'm going to go live in Greece and try to immerse myself a little bit more, um, get some more practice speaking the language um, and just do some online work while I'm there as well. And you said, so you have family there. So will you be living with your family? I will be living on my own, but not super far from my family. Yeah. So they'll be around. That's awesome. So, so while we're still talking to you, talk a little bit about um, where you grew up and when you started riding and all of that kind of stuff. I grew up right outside of DC. I live in Maryland. Um, I started riding when I was like eight or nine ish, but as long as I can remember, I've always loved horses. We actually live very close to a barn. I never actually rode up, but my mom would take me when I was like an infant and I'd pet the horses. Um, it was on the way to the park. So I'd pet the horses every day. Um, and I, I, I truly think that's what started it. I started begging my parents for riding lessons when I was really little. They said no for a lot of years. <laughs> Yeah. Um, sounds and familiar. They told me that I was going, that they thought that I wasn't going to stick with it. Um, but that didn't work out because here I am 12 years later, still riding. So right. Right. That's, that's how it got started. Awesome. So because you didn't have competition experience, were you able to start in what was then maybe walk track canner? I forget when they yep. changed the names. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I started in what used to be, it was beginner walk track canner. Now it's pre novice. Right. And, and Michaela, we love that as coaches, right? Somebody yes. like her that's ridden forever, but we can put them legally lower. Yes. It's, it's, it's a great thing. Yep. Her tryout was, I heard the angels sing. <laughs> <laughs> Not just for her riding ability, just after meeting her, I knew, you know, she had captain written all over her and it's, it's just Aww. been a wonderful experience. That's awesome. And Michaela, talk about you and, and how you started riding and how you ended up at um, Roger Williams and where you went to school and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I didn't start riding until I was about 14 or 15. And I came from a very suburban family that did not do have anything to do with horses or animals. And I just went to the local stable, clean stalls, bed rides. Um, once I finished high school, I wasn't sure what to do college-wise. And at that time, Centenary College, which you're familiar with, Sally, yeah. <laughs> had a flyer in my high school about their equestrian program. And I just thought, well, that's a fine thing. Um, and I went to Centenary. I went through their four-year program. When I got out of school, I started working at a stable, which was located adjacent to Roger Williams College. And so that's what started me uh, coaching there. And I was there for about 12 or 13 years. And um, just kind of at that time, Roger Williams, athletic director, wasn't really, didn't have a very strong vision for the equestrian team. And Brown was developing their team. So mm. it just became a good time to move on. And I had also moved my farm to a location that was much closer to the Brown campus. So Brown didn't even have a team before you started there. They had a club. And it was okay. not well funded. It was student run. And they, you know, the, the students at that time were desperate for support from the school. They were so grateful um, to be included in that athletic community. And um, I think I started with about six students that first oh, year. Oh, wow. Wow. And so how did, how did um, becoming uh, varsity happened because that happened in your yeah. tenure. So was that student right. driven or did the athletics approach you? How did that all happen? It was administratively driven because of hmm. different title nine issues, right? The school had sent out a survey, student survey to canvas what sports would be popular with females and equestrian was the overwhelming answer. So interesting. Knew, yeah. So I knew they, at that point, they started looking into developing a varsity program. And um, that's when I you know, found out about the, the program and applied for the job. Huh. That's interesting because a lot of, a lot of teams that were club and go to varsity, it's usually uh, student driven, right? Right, right. No, this was... Um, you know, like I said, the students were thrilled, but it was a very small group. They used to take cabs to horse shows and things like yeah, that, you know. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. So they, Dartmouth, they were happy to have a bus to a horse show. I was going to say, yeah. Dartmouth pulls up in our 47 passenger <laughs> and, and there comes Brown in a cab. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, what? What else do you want to tell us about the team? Why don't you brag a little bit and uh, talk about some of Brown's accomplishments? I, I mentioned a little bit, but um, talk about the years that you've qualified as a team for nationals and that sort of thing. Right. Right. I, you know, I, I just want to start with a general Brown, some just general statements. First of yeah. all, Brown has a new athletic director and a new athletic direction and they are really tooting their own horn about how important they feel that athletics is to a college education. And I'm very excited about that because, right. you know, it's definitely part of academics and, and campus life. So that's very exciting for me because I see that trending in that direction. And 
then just a general comment about the team. I've gone to meetings and I'm so impressed with the group of girls and how they care for each other and how they share thoughts and they work together on issues as far as what courses to take and if they're having time management problems and, you know, just being there to support each other mentally and physically. Um, and I think that those kind of things contribute to our success. We have had ups and downs success-wise over the years. It really depends because Brown students tend to come to us for the academic reasons. I don't always get right. the candidates that would maybe go to Auburn or schools like that. So we have always kind of had to make up for in heart what we might not have in experience. Um, so some years we've really hit it with our demographic and been able to go all the way through regionals and onto zones and even nationals. But I feel that, and you probably felt this at an Ivy, that a lot of times we are a little behind the eight ball because our students are very academically driven. Right. They get very stressed out. <laughs> Zones and regionals and nationals all come at exam time. And um, I had a, a young woman this year qualify for Zones. She was an intro rider, which used to be called Walk Trot. Mm-hmm. And she qualified at regionals for zones and she didn't even realize that zones was something <laughs> she, because of COVID, she had no exposure oh, to wow. zones. <laughs> we said, you're going to zones. And she said, what's that? <laughs> right, so, right. So, um, you know, but she's, she was a very talented writer and she's coming back next year as a pre-novice. So I'm sure right. she'll experience zones again during her career, but it's been very exciting to uh, be able to go to nationals and have, I've had riders that have won Cassione. I've had riders that are, I'm thrilled to come in honorable mention and in, in intro, you know, it's, it's right, the same right. thrill. It's the right. same. It's a great big venue. It's, it's a fantastic experience for them. Right. And I took an intro rider this year and it was her first time in that size venue. She was completely overwhelmed and yeah. she pulled it together and she did a great job. Yeah. She navigated around that arena with 17 other riders and yeah. justifiably proud of herself. So yeah, it's, you know, it's that range of experience, which has been a wonderful aspect. Well, and, and that brings up a good point and you can touch on this too, Daphne, that COVID has kind of took away usually in um, the IHSA it's the seniors and juniors teaching the freshmen and sophomores. Mm -hmm. And and there's that kind of, you know, quote unquote chain of command and, and that the coaches, especially you, Michaela, because um, you don't, you know, you, you don't see them all the time at, and, but as captains, you know, it's your job to kind of teach things like, Oh, after regionals, there's zones, (laughs) you know? So, so that, that's really a COVID thing, isn't it, Daphne? Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. We had like half of our team graduate in the year and a half that we couldn't ride during COVID. Um, And because we had that whole year, we weren't really doing anything when we came in as captains this past year, you know, normally we have 
one or two senior captains and one or two junior captains. So we have at least one person that's done it before. And none of us had experienced a normal season, like had experienced even a season where we were riding it all um, as captains. So we all kind of came into this blind with a very, very small roster in the fall. Um, So it was definitely a challenge, but it's been really cool to watch the team grow, um, come back. We've gotten a lot of really awesome new people. Um, So that's been really fun, but it definitely hasn't been easy. Well, good luck hosting that home show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you want to come bring some horses down for us? (laughs) If I had some, I would. You know, I had every now and then I still have, I call them anxiety dreams. So I've been retired <laughs> from the collegiate scene for three years. Last night I had one. Oh man. You know, and it's always that I, that I show up at Dartmouth at the last minute and nothing is organized and planned <laughs> because I didn't know I was hosting or, you know, <laughs> so it's so, it's so funny that that continues. They've gotten more, um, you know, less frequent, but so oh, thank you for reminding me of what I'll be facing yeah. in the fall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, I always like to ask everyone what they like to do uh, besides horses. Michaela, after our chat at Zones, I know that you're busy actually in the barn because it's been hard to get help. But what do you like to right. do besides uh, when you can get out of the barn? Oh, I like to travel. I'm a big traveler. Um and I just got back from Louisiana from visiting a friend. I don't know if it counts as something I do when I get out of the barn because sure. it was a 40 stall broodmare farm. So I was oh. cleaning stalls. Oh, you're kidding me. And walking broodmares and babies, but. Oh, you know, but just, that's fun. It was very fun. Yes. I yeah. love, I love to travel. That's my big thing to meet new yeah. people and have new experiences. Great. And how about you, Daphne? Um, outside of writing, I do, I do do a lot of physics. Um, I, <laughs> I really, I've been getting See what involved I'm up with <laughs> one time, um, some more education projects in the physics department, redesigning some of the courses. I, I'm really passionate about how we teach physics and how we can make it more approachable. Um, and so I've been, I've been doing a couple of projects on that. That's really fun. Um, I also love reading. I love going on runs and walks and just exploring yeah. um, different parks and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, what do you hope to do when you get out of Brown, Daphne? That's a really great question. And I don't yeah. entirely have the answer to yet. I okay. am thinking about grad school, but I'm not sure yet. Okay. Got it. Well, thank you so much, both of you um, for telling our listeners about Brown and a Brown Equestrian and about yourselves. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher. <laughs>